Welcome to the Life Leadership Podcast with myself, Leela Singh. All things coaching, career, and personal branding. This podcast is for ambitious career professionals like you, wanting to create a life of choice and freedom, to be, do, and have more through overcoming limitations, to develop new perspectives and insights, and to redefine your success, be that in work, health, relationships, and so much more. Hi there, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're watching from today. My name is Leela Singh. I'm a personal brand coach, mentor, and trainer. And I work typically with career professionals in the technology industry who are looking to earn more, to get promoted, and to ultimately to advance their career by showing up as the best version of themselves through developing a powerful personal brand. Today's topic is all about sharing with you that we are our biggest obstacle to our own success. We're the ones that stand in our own way. So what do I mean by this? What I mean is that we create our own experiences in our life and therefore we create those obstacles those challenges that hold us back from being able to move forward and why do i share this i share this because oftentimes and this is common we all do it to some degree is we look for situations or for factors outside of ourselves as the reason as the cause or to blame for the, the challenge or the situation that we're in. So for example, we might blame the weather or the government, perhaps it's the economy. If you're in the UK, you might be blaming Brexit. It could also be um, a person that you you're think is the cause of your situation. It could be your boss, maybe another colleague, your partner, somebody in your family, a friend in your social network. It could be any of these reasons, these factors are outside of us and outside of our control. Now, that's not to say that these are not things that can have an impact on our lives. However, the something that I learned when I've, I've immersed myself, as many of you will know, in my own personal growth and development over the last seven or eight years. And one thing in particular that I reference very often which comes from Jack Canfield and his book, The Success Principles, is where he talks about the way that we respond to situations. We get to choose whether we react or whether we respond. And there's a formula that he references, and it is these letters, you might want to write this down, it's the letter E plus R equals O. And what does that stand for? So the E is the event the circumstance, the situation, the thing that happens. And so it's the E plus the R, the R is um, our response to that, which equals our outcome. So it's event plus our response equals our outcome. And what does that mean? What that means is that there's something that happens, a situation, a circumstance that occurs, and then it's the way that we choose to respond to it. And the two of those things together, the situation and our response, create our outcome or our experience. And actually within that formula, there is a percentage that 
Jack Canfield attributes to that. And what he says is that 10% of our experience is influenced by the event, the situation, the circumstance, whereas 90% of our experience is determined by our response to it. And that creates our experience. So what does that mean? That means that we have more control than we often realize on the experiences that we have in our life, whether it's in our career, in our day to day, the experiences, the outcomes, the results that we have, whether it's at work, at home, amongst our friends and our colleagues, whatever situation it might be, the way we experience our life is primarily driven by our response to things around us rather than all of those factors that I mentioned outside of us. So let me know if that makes sense to you because I've, I've seen this a lot with my clients where when they come to me, they're, they're focusing, and we all do this by the way, this isn't, a, I'm not making this bad or wrong, it's just something we do because we don't know any different. We don't know what we don't know, right? And so we tend to look for what's going on outside of us to say, well, that's the reason that this hasn't happened for me. That's the reason I didn't get the promotion. That's the reason I didn't get that next job. That's the reason that um, I didn't get a pay rise this year. And we blame all of these things outside of us. And it's, it's human nature to do that. But what I want to invite you to consider today is the possibility that actually we have more control over those outcomes, those results and those experiences than we realize. And this is something that I've learned over the years through a lot of the work I've done on myself and the personal growth and information that I have learned and I have um, integrated in my day to day. So I'd like to share that with you today because I feel that it will enable you if you're feeling stuck in some way to propel yourself forward. So what are the kinds of situations that I'm referring to? Well, as you know, I'm, I'm all about supporting and enabling career professionals to propel their career for, to accelerate their career, to get to where they want to be. And there are a number of, um, I guess, situations or feelings that you might be experiencing right now that are holding you back. So for example, you might just simply be feeling stuck and not knowing which way to turn. Perhaps you're lacking clarity on what your next move is. That actually, I'm not really happy doing what I'm doing and I want to do something else, but you don't know what that something else is. Perhaps you're feeling frustrated or overwhelmed with everything that's been going on and also the situation at work, with your job, with maybe wanting to move forward. It could be a number of different things. And whatever it is for you, what we want to look at is how can you take responsibility and take action for being able to come out of that situation to move yourself forward. So some of the situations, as I mentioned, could be um, lacking that clarity um, of, of where you want to be in your career, feeling frustrated, feeling stuck. It could be that you're wanting to pivot to something completely new. I've, I've experienced a number of people who are wanting to do that, having had the, the global pandemic deal with, which has really brought things to the fore for us and realizing what's more important to us than what we were doing, perhaps. It could be that you're seeking some change in your life, but you're not quite sure what to do and how to do it. Um, perhaps you feel that you are wanting a next promotion or to be um, offered that next big project to work on and you're being overlooked for it. 
maybe you're feeling lacking in confidence in that self-belief in yourself or in your abilities so there are a number of things that might be going on for you right now could be that you're in the job market and you're looking for that next big opportunity so the question here is what can you do to take even more control of your situation and influence it in a way that will help you to get the best results in other words what is it that's actually stopping you and as i mentioned at the start it's all about us being in our own way you've probably heard that phrase said before it's about the obstacles that we create innately for ourselves that can prevent us from moving forward in other words it holds us back from being where we want to be so here's the thing what is it that could be stopping you what is it that might be holding you back right now and there's a few things and a lot of them actually are quite irrational but we don't recognize that they're irrational because we're in the situation and it's it's stuff it's thoughts that are going on in our own minds that we think are okay because we're in it and i'll give you some examples it could be um that we're busy doing we're on that hamster wheel and we just keep going and going and going and because there's so much going on we're so busy we have so many commitments and obligations we're unable to actually just stop and to take stock and reflect as to what we're doing and what is going on and my question to you is if you're in that situation do you ever stop even for a minute and ask yourself why why am i doing this why is my life the way that it is why am i not where i want to be all of those powerful yet perhaps uncomfortable questions because by taking that time to stop and to ask the questions is an incredibly powerful experience because the thing is we all have the answers to these questions within us and so by taking that time to really go inside and reflect and ask ourselves powerful questions we get to realize where we're at what we're doing that isn't serving us what we could be doing differently maybe what we need to be doing to be able to move ourselves forward so ask yourself how often do you stop and reflect and take stock and ask those questions and one of the things that maybe can hold us back that we create for ourselves is the pressure that we put ourselves under and that can be the pressure to um, meet others expectations or our own expectations whether that is of something that's come up from our past or something that's in the now so it might be expectations that you believe others have of you that you assume that people have of you which may not even be true and i'm saying that for a reason which i'll come to in a moment it could be the pressure that you're, you're operating under because of the expectations that you place on yourself so that's one example of something that can actually have us um, creating obstacles for us and holding us back something else is fear fear is huge and fear is something that we create for ourselves in the sense that we fear for example we fear failure we fear what could go wrong rather than looking at failure as being something that we can learn from it's not 
Failure, there is no failure. Failure is learning. Failure is seeing what went wrong and thinking, okay, what can we do differently? How do we get up again and, and do something differently? How do we maybe go and seek some support, some help, some guidance? Think of yourself or your, as a child or your own children. And when they're learning to walk, when they fall down the first time, do they think to themselves, oh, I fail, so I'm not going to try and get up again? No, they get up again and they keep going. They keep trying to walk until they can. Does that mean they failed? Not really. It means that they've learned and they'll keep going and trying new things until they get it right. And it's the same for everything in life. If you think about when you were younger, maybe when you were still at school, college, university, or when you started work, you're learning and you're trying things. And sometimes things don't always go to plan, but that's not a bad thing. So what pressure do you put on yourself over the fear of failure? And in contrast, what pressure do you put in yourself for the fear of success? Now, that's something that's not always in our, um, our conscious mind, let's say, because our subconscious brain is 90% of the way that we operate. It all goes on in the background. If you think, for example, about us breathing through the day, we're not necessarily conscious of the fact that we're breathing, but our body does a lot of things to keep us functional and healthy, which is unconscious to our, our, our brain. We're not thinking about it 24-7. It, it's just happening in the background. And that's how our, our subconscious brain works. And so there's a lot of things going on in our subconscious mind that they're not in our awareness that can be holding us back. And this is an example of the fear of success. Oftentimes it's not evident to us that we might be holding back from doing something. We might be procrastinating over taking a decision or a next step because we're fearing that success. Why? Because what does that success mean for us? It could mean that we need to show up. We have to show up. We have to be seen as a leader for other people. Perhaps we need to stand and speak publicly in front of an audience. We need to take on or have to take on more responsibility. So by um, securing that success, what does that then mean for you? And what is it about that that may make you feel uncomfortable, which is subconsciously why you're holding yourself back. You're not grabbing, for example, opportunities. You're not reaching out and exploring new possibilities because it can be conscious or it could be subconscious that actually what comes with that success is something that we fear. And again, it's a, an area to explore and to understand if that's the reason that something might be holding you back. Something else that we fear is change. I'm sure many of you have heard this said before that many people fear change. As you know, change is inevitable, change is all around us. And it's important to look to embrace that and welcome it in and look at the, po uh, the, the positives and the possibilities of that change. And what is the, the good that I can bring? Because again, human behavior often takes us towards the negative. You know, as an example, um, when I was in my corporate career, um, I went through the organization itself, went through many iterations of um, restructures and um, redundancies and, and mergers and takeovers and et cetera. And 
when something was announced, so for example, there was one point when um, a spin-off of part of the business was announced. Um, and so it wasn't at that point, it wasn't announcement of redundancies, it was an announcement of a spin-off. So it was change. And people go into fear when they hear about change because it's uncomfortable. Often we like to just, we like to know what's going on. We like to have that certainty around us and that familiarity. So when we know that it's going to be a big change, there's an uncomfortable feeling that instills within us that starts having us going into a state of fear. And then we naturally focus on the, the negative um, attributes of that. So, for example, well, what if, what if this goes wrong? What's going to happen? But it's all of the negative things rather than what are the possibilities? What are the positives of this? So in that situation, I looked at it as what are the possibilities here? You're going to expand your network. Yes, you may end up in a new team. You might have a new manager. You might have a slightly different um, uh, responsibility or the work that you're doing. Why not look at those as opportunities and possibilities? Because they are, let's face it. But as I said, oftentimes we'll automatically focus on the, the negative of what could go wrong. Oh no, I'm not with my same peers, my same colleagues anymore. Um, I'm not going to have the same boss. I might be doing different piece of work. All of those things. And then we naturally go into the, the, the fear of what could go wrong or how difficult it might be rather than the possibilities. And I'm inviting you to consider the possibilities of any given situation, because remember, referring back to that formula I shared that comes from Jack Canfield about how you respond to situations. It's our response that gives us the experiences. Another thing that causes us fear is others' opinions. And I'm sure this will resonate with all of you because we've all been there. I've been there where we worry about what other people are going to say, what they might be thinking about us. And that holds us back from taking a step forward, from taking on an opportunity, for asking a question, for even standing out sometimes because we worry about what people are going to say. And here's the thing with that. People are always going to judge. Everyone has an opinion. The question for you is, how important are other people's opinions for you? Why are you placing importance on other people's opinions? Why do you care about their judgment? So other than, obviously, wanting to create a good perception for the people that you work with in terms of your reputation and how you come across, when it comes to, for example, taking an opportunity to, to explore something different, to maybe try something new, and then you worry about what people will think, what you're doing is you're disempowering yourself because you're allowing other people to influence your own decisions about your own life. And I'll give you an example there. When I was early out in my career, um, I started as an accountant and I'd done all the studies, I qualified, I spent several years working in finance roles and um, developing my experience. And yet after a while, I realized that I wanted something more. And I explored that and decided that I wanted to move into recruitment as a recruitment consultant, which is very, very different to being an accountant. And I had a lot of um, 
negative judgment come my way about that. And I don't say that those people were wrong or right. It's just their opinion they were sharing. And for many, it was a case of, well, you've invested all these years through all my studies and in my work to um, get to a certain level in, in finance. So why would you throw that all away to go and do something different? Well, I didn't see it like that. My perspective on it was different because I was leveraging what I had learned to go into my next role, albeit a different type of role. It was a sales role and it was in financial recruitment. So I was still leveraging a lot of the knowledge I had gained and the skills to go into the sales role. So I could have decided that actually because many people, whether it was my parents, it was my manager, some of my colleagues, some of my friends even, who were questioning or criticizing and challenging me, I could have said to myself, well, okay, do you know what? I, I'm going to stay where I am. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing because everyone around me is thinking this is a bad idea. But when you know with certainty within yourself, what A, you know what it is you want and you know where you want to get to, then you're more likely to have that certainty in your own decision and to keep going with it. And I know for an absolute fact that that decision I made, whilst it was a very difficult one and quite scary at the time, because not only was I going into the complete unknown, I also took a 50% pay cut to do so. And so combining all of that and the change in terms of the new kind of role, the new environment I was in, that was huge. And I remember on my very first day in that recruitment firm, I was showing my desk and I was given to call, to cold call, and a CV of one of the best candidates at the time to say, okay, go see if you can secure some interviews for this guy and see if you can pick up any new roles. And for a split second, I thought I could ring my manager because he did say to me, if you, when, when you realize that you've made the wrong decision, just call me and I want you to come back to this team. And for that split second, I thought, you know what? I really feel like I want to call him. And then I thought, no, I've made this decision and I did carry out my own due diligence. So I knew what the role would entail. But the reality sometimes is quite different and it can be quite scary. But I sat down at that desk and I made those phone calls. And in my first year, I did really, really well as a financial recruiter. In fact, I, I earned more than I would have earned had I stayed in my finance role. So why am I sharing this with you? I'm, I'm sharing it with you to open your eyes to the possibilities that are out there. And also the fact that a lot of the fears that we have are irrational. They're irrational fears that hold us back. And this is why I say often we don't realize actually that it's us that's holding us back from moving forward. Not anyone else, no other situation. It's what's going on in our minds. Another thing that can hold us back is a distraction. So what do I mean by that? Again, with many of my clients, what I recognize is, and I've been here by the way, I'm guilty of this as well, is that we can distract ourselves by keeping exceptionally busy doing and doing and doing, and not stopping to come up for air, to, to stop and reflect and ask the question, why? Why are we doing this? And often it's because we're, either hiding from something, we're running away from something. It may be that we've experienced something in our life, something that's quite bad or traumatic um, in an emotional way, perhaps that's 
we, we don't want to deal with. And therefore, we, we I used to say this, by the way, I am guilty of this. I'm being very open with you. I was the person maybe 10 plus years ago. If something happened, I would actually say out loud, do you know what? I'll just put that in a box and move on. So I never really dealt with things, particularly emotional things. But I kept myself really, really busy. And a lot of us are guilty of that. Why? Because there's that fear or there's that feeling of being uncomfortable of actually stopping and giving thought and recognizing what is really going on for us and, and, and dealing with things and addressing things and letting go of things. So understanding that and, and stopping to ask yourself why, why are you keeping busy? What, are, what is it you're distracting from? Um, it could be that we hold on to things almost subconsciously without realizing it. And by virtue of not wanting whatever is going on in our subconscious to, to show up for us, we just keep busy. Now, I'm not just talking about work busy, I'm talking about life busy. So how often, let me ask you this, how often do you actually stop and create quiet in your life, some stillness, whether it's sitting, meditating, going for a walk in nature, just going and sitting outside and listening, I can hear the birds now um, outside, and just enjoying that stillness because what tends to happen for those of you who do practice meditation, for example, is that when we create that stillness in our life, things will show up for us, the things being our thoughts and what's going on inside of us. And oftentimes it could be those things that we're trying to run from or hide from or suppress because we don't want to deal with it. It's something maybe that was a bad experience. It doesn't have to be traumatic. It could simply be something that a person said to you. They could, someone might have just laughed at you because of the way that you spoke or a question that you asked. And that's left a lasting impact on you. And so you now don't wanna go there again. You don't want, which is natural, right? You don't want that to happen again for you. So you bury yourself, you keep busy, you keep distracted because you don't wanna face those things, address them and let them go. And another distraction is wanting to prove yourself. So proving yourself to yourself and to others. It could be, again, something happened when you were younger. Somebody said something, maybe a teacher said to you, oh, you'll never come of anything. And now it's your life mission to prove to that teacher or to somebody that, or to yourself, that actually, no, I will become something and I'll keep going and going and going. Now, it's not to say it's not great to have goals and aspirations, but again, you want to come back to the question, asking yourself, why? So why am I doing this? Why am I taking this action? Why do I do what I do? It's a lot of the work that I do with my clients around understanding their purpose. And oftentimes what is on the surface isn't really what's going on. Because as I said, 90% of what is going on is in our subconscious mind. So why am I sharing all this with you? This is quite deep, I know. But the point I'm looking to make here and to invite you to, to consider is that if you find yourself right now in a situation where you're not completely happy, there's something going on that is holding you back, maybe it's challenges, problems, the experiences you're having aren't great, then 
it's time to look at you and carry out some of that inner self-reflection work to see what's really going on and ask some of the questions that I've mentioned because those answers are within us. Again, oftentimes we'll look outside of ourselves for those answers. Maybe we'll, we'll talk to people and ask them. And that's where coaching can be so powerful as well because asking the questions of somebody, I never accept the response of, I don't know. Because we do know we all have it within us. We can find those answers within. And I know that because I've been there, I've worked through this. I've had coaches over the last 10 years or so and I've not, I'll be very honest, I've not been through any major trauma in my life. I feel that I've had a very blessed life, in fact. But there are still, or there were still maybe thoughts or little experiences I'd had which had left a mark on me and which were holding me back. And those are things I've worked through to let go of. So now I'm in a place of complete freedom of choice and of the ability to create my experiences and the possibilities and that is what I want for you, because I don't want for you to feel that you can't do something, achieve something or be somewhere because of those external factors. There's so much more control that you actually have. I was that person who was exceptionally shy. I had a massive inferiority complex. I always felt that people around me were much smarter than me, better than me, more competent than me, um, more beautiful than me, all of those um thoughts that weren't serving me and therefore held me back and I wanted to hide um and that's when I realized early on and I was told by a manager at the time that being shy you won't achieve the um your aspirations your goals in your career if you stay quiet because people don't know who you are and what you're about what value you bring to the table so I had to work to overcome that and the way I did that as I mentioned, was to take a massive jump out of my comfort zone and go do recruitment because recruitment forced me to speak up, to show up for my clients, for my candidates and to speak up. And so I had to do that because now I had to earn my salary doing that job or go back to what I was doing before. And I wasn't prepared to go back. I want to move forward. And by putting myself in that situation of being so far out of my comfort zone, so going back to what I said about fear of change, fear of others' opinions, fear of failure, what could go wrong, and the what-ifs, all of that was going on for me. And those are fears that we all have. And I decided to keep going and to pursue it and see where it went. Because my question that I ask myself, and the question that you can ask yourself too, is what is the worst that can happen? Really, what is the worst that can happen? And what does that mean? So for me at that time is, well, what is the worst that could happen? Maybe I'd, I'd fail miserably in this recruitment job and I'd have to go back to a career in accountancy. And that's okay, because I'll go and apply for jobs in accountancy. And luckily, fortunately, I didn't have to do that. But the point is, is, it's the irrationality of things sometimes that holds us back and that stops us. So those are the kind of things that we have more control over than we realize. And remember the, the, the formula that I shared, the Jack Canfield formula, which is E plus R equals O. E is the event. So the event is the, the situation, the circumstance. Um, 
So it's E plus R. R is our response and O is the outcome. The outcome being the experience and the result. And the formula that Jack shares in his book, The Success Principles, is that E, the event, the circumstance, the situation, is actually only 10% of our result or our experience. 90% of our result, of our experience, of our outcome, is driven by our response to things. And our response to things is often driven by what's going on inside of us. And those are some of the things that I've explained, I've shared with you, such as the irrational fears that we have, the fears around a change of what other people might say, their opinions, the failures of what could go wrong, the, the fear of what could go right. Because if something goes right, what does that mean? For example, when we talk about imposter syndrome and people finding themselves in a role where they've been promoted and then they have the inner self-talk, which tells them they don't really deserve to be here. They're maybe not worthy of it. They don't really have the skill set. And they start with all of that. Um, that self-talk that, again, doesn't serve us in any way. And so it's important to remember that we can stop, we can take stock of our current situation and we can ask ourselves, what is it that's really holding us back? Is it all of those external factors? Is it things like maybe our boss or the team that we're in, um, the people that we're around? Is it the economy, the government? Um, is it our partner? Is it some another person? Actually, we are more influential on our own experiences than we realize. And when we're prepared to take that personal responsibility for ourselves, we can turn our lives around. We can create the experiences we want, the opportunities that we're striving for and the possibilities. So that's what I wanted to share with you today, because my big takeaway here today, in fact, is that anything is possible. And when we look at the fact that we have more control than we realize and we embrace that and we start to work on ourselves and looking at the way that we show up and the things that we're holding on to. So whether it's the, the fears that we have, the pressures that we're putting ourselves under, the distractions that we're creating for ourselves so we don't have to face up to our own reality of what's going on, then we're the guilty party in all of this. We're the person who is um, sabotaging our own success or sabotaging the life that we really want because of all of these fears, these, these things that are holding us back. And then you might be thinking, well, what do I do with that? What can I do to get past that? Well, ultimately, what you want to be doing is to be letting go of all of those things that are going on inside of you that are holding you back. So the question to ask yourself now is, well, what are you holding on to? Some of that's going to be at a conscious level. Some of it's going to be at a subconscious level. And what beliefs have you got that are not serving you? I'll give you a really common example of this. The amount of people I have coached who one of the first things they will say to me is, I don't have confidence or I'm not confident. And I will challenge that. I'll ask the questions, why do you believe that you're not confident? What is it about you that you feel you lack or where, whereabouts in your life do you lack confidence? What is it about the way you show up that you feel um, demonstrates a lack of confidence? How do you feel within yourself? 
So we go through those questions to really understand. And by the time you dig deep, often, more often than not, people will recognize that actually it's a label they've given themselves for a reason, not for no reason at all, but for maybe because something occurred once upon a time, many years ago, that knocked their confidence. And since then, they've held on to it. And it's impacted their life ever since because they've not really processed it and dealt with it and let it go. And that's the thing. Again, we hold on to so much that holds us back, that, that has us having beliefs about ourselves that are not true. So my question to you is what beliefs do you hold about yourself that are just that? their beliefs they're not fact they're not your truth which means that they're not fact if they're not your truth are you prepared to let them go and move forward nothing of what I'm sharing here today isn't something that I've done for myself working through with my coaches, my mentors, to let go of all of the BS that I carried around in my younger years, a lot of which came from, like I said, I've not had a traumatic uh, life. Of not, I, I feel I've had a very blessed life. Yet there are things that occurred for me, which in the scheme of life, are, are small things, but I took them on as big things. And that was what impacted my confidence, my, my inferiority complex that I had, and maybe the way that I saw myself for a long time. And using my example of when I left accountancy, went into recruitment before I joined the, the world of tech and recognizing by putting myself out there, by taking a huge step out of my comfort zone, creating significant change, letting go of other people's opinions of my decision to do that, and going with what I knew inside was the right thing for me at that time. Those two years I spent in recruitment were the most pivotal in my life because they showed me so many things. My biggest learnings from that were to recognize that anything is possible, that we can achieve anything we put our mind to, and that it's it was for me, it was the exponential growth, both personally and professionally, in terms of my own confidence in myself and recognizing the value that I bring to the table. So what I'm saying this is to show you that by stepping past or pushing rather, pushing past those fears will enable you to realize so much for yourself in your own life, to, to be able to create the experiences that you want and to accomplish those goals. Because ultimately what this comes back to is the fact that most of what we're experiencing that we don't like, that we don't enjoy, that we don't want, we're creating for ourselves. That is the big message here. So what can you do differently? What work can you do on yourself to start really exploring that and seeing what's showing up for you, perhaps what beliefs you have that are not serving you? And being really honest and frank with yourself and saying, are those beliefs 
that you have of yourself, are they really true or have they come from an experience you've had in the past that you're still holding on to? Which is now creating an experience for you that you don't want. And what can you do to change that? And when I said about what what else can we do? So ask yourself what you're holding on to. What beliefs are you holding on to that are not serving you? Also, ask yourself, what are you focusing on? Because we attract what we focus on. So if we always focusing or have a tendency to focus on the negative of what could go wrong or what's the worst that could happen um, and the potential of maybe what other people are going to say and that we care about what other people think and therefore we're not going to step outside of our comfort zone or try something new, then we're holding ourselves back and we're focusing on all of what could go wrong. So if you use the example of um, public speaking, and ask yourself this what do you if you have to stand up whether it's in a meeting or in front of an audience to speak um how do you visualize that playing out before you do it do you start thinking about all the things that could go wrong that i might forget what i was going to say um you know what are people thinking about me about how i look how i'm speaking how i'm coming across all of those things and by the way as I keep saying, I've been here with all of these examples um, that we're focusing on the what could go wrong. So I invite you when you have a, a situation that's coming up or an event and it's something that's making you anxious, nervous, worried, then take some time to visualize, visualize how you want it to play out. If it's let's we'll use public speaking as an example, if you have to stand up in a meeting and deliver a presentation or in front of a wider audience, visualize what that's going to play out as in a positive way. In the fact that, you know, you have those capabilities, you can you can deliver it eloquently and people will be blown away by your presentation. So focus on what you want your outcome to be and visualize it. When I talked earlier about creating that quiet space, take the time in that quiet space to visualize your life, what it looks like, what, what you want it to look like, what's not happening for you right now that you want and start to set the intentions for where you want to be. Tune into your thoughts. And this is a huge one. I always share this with my clients is to keep a notebook, a journal and on a daily basis or at the end of a week, to reflect on your thoughts during that week and what did and what didn't serve you. So if a situation occurred, how did you handle it? Remember, what was your response to the event that created that experience? Because by doing that, by writing, by taking time to, to reflect on it and then to write it down, it brings it into your awareness. And as I said, a lot of this that's going on for us is in our subconscious. So by taking the time to journal about this and to really reflect and ask these questions about what was going on for me today, maybe you had a meeting um, with your colleagues and um, there might be people in that team that you find difficult to work with, you find them quite challenging. So what was going on in your mind before you showed up for that meeting? How did you visualize that meeting playing out? Were you focusing on the positives? Were you focusing on the negatives? This might sound really simple or obvious, but by really reflecting on the way that you're showing up and the thoughts that you're having, what you're focusing on and the beliefs that you have, 
you get to start to see a pattern of the things that you are doing that are not serving you. And by recognizing that pattern, you get to choose now, don't you? If you want to let those things go, if you want to do something differently. I had a, a client recently, an example I want to share with you where um, the first couple of sessions we had, he was talking about how people in the workplace are very cynical. Sorry, he's very cynical of the people he's working with and he's very distrusting of them. And he didn't specifically say that, but in terms of the experience of what was going on for him, that was his way of showing up. They just didn't trust people. He was cynical, skeptical rather about what people were doing and saying. So there was a massive lack of trust there. And what was he getting back from that? Ask yourself this, have you ever been in a situation where you got a feeling either that you didn't trust somebody, there was just something about them, or in reverse, that you were maybe um, distrusting and that's what you got back from somebody. Actually, they proved you right. And a lot of the time we, we attract what we put out there. And when I say what we put out there, I'm talking about energetically, the way that we show up, the thoughts that we're having, what we're focusing on, we'll get back in droves. So for this guy that I'm, I'm coaching, that's what was going on for him. And as we work through that to let it go, he showed up so differently. I think it was on our third session, third or fourth session. His whole energy had shifted. And then he went on to tell me what had happened since we last spoke at work. And the results, the experiences he were having were completely different. So previously he felt that um, he wasn't getting the responsibility that he wanted, the additional work that he wanted to take on. And he had that skepticism around people at work. Where did that come from? That came from a past experience. And he'd made that experience a belief that he had that it's always the case that people will be like this in the workplace. By letting go of that belief and creating a shift in your own truth about what is real and actually going in with the approach that people are trustworthy in the, in the main, people are trustworthy, they want to do the best by me and I want to do the best by them gets you a different outcome because your energy you're showing up and it's completely different and I could not believe when he showed up on the call with me energetically he was different and then when he proceeded to share the changes he'd experienced at work how he was given the responsibility that he was so much craving additional responsibility that he didn't even expect the support of new mentors people who are reaching out to have conversations with him and to help him develop within his role in his career there way above what he had even started out saying he wanted simply because he let go of these beliefs he was holding on to that were that were keeping him back and they were having him create these negative experiences by letting go of that you can focus on the good things the positive things and have a better outcome so that's my invitation to you and one of the things you can do from this as well is to, is to, as I said, to journal about your day to day, the thoughts that come up for you, how you deal with situations, what went right, what went wrong, what could I do differently? Not about what other people could have done or what situation could have been different, but what could I have done differently to have created a better outcome for me? Because ultimately, as I said at the very start today, we 
are responsible for our own experiences. We get to create them and to influence them. Um, I'd love to know what value you've taken from today's um, session and what your realizations are, what insights you've had, what you might be doing differently today or tomorrow to create the experience, the life, the outcomes that you want. Because believe me, we do have more control than we often think, that we often realize. And it's about understanding the, 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 the power of the influence that we do have over our life and over our outcomes. So today's been all about letting go of your irrational thoughts, the fears that you have, the beliefs that you have that are not your truth, and creating a shift in your perspectives, in your in those beliefs, and having new realizations of actually what is possible. Because those answers to the questions that you say you don't know, believe me, you do know. It's creating the space and the quiet to Go inside and search inside yourself for the answers and the guidance to what it is you need to do. Because we can control more than we realize. So the number of takeaways here today that I shared with you, I trust this has been useful for you. It's been eye-opening. It's maybe created some questions for you. And if you have anything you'd like to share with me or you'd like to discuss it further, or understand how I can support you on this journey, then do reach out to me. You can direct message me or drop your comments here and I will come back and respond to them. So until next time, I would like to say, remember to build your influence, to make an impact and be remembered for the right reasons by showing up as the best version of yourself. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. And if you enjoyed and gained value from today's episode, then do please leave a review telling us your key learnings and what you enjoyed the most. And do please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can spread the word on life leadership, creating a life of choice, freedom and new possibilities. Connect with me directly on LinkedIn and if you would like to learn more about how we can work together, either DM me on LinkedIn or email me. All details and resources can be found in the show notes.